Save the whalemer. <laughs> Save the whalemer. I make sure that I cut all of those rings that the pop comes in so it doesn't get caught around Tortuga's neck, too. Like, I'm a good guy outside of just this. I swear. I swear. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Whether you weather the weather or not, it's a weather event. Land and wind ruled the five-star raid pool. And then along came Zeus twice. Therian Forms revisited the sequel. Did someone say exclusive shiny debut? And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 136. It's March 16th, yet another Tuesday evening. Who would have guessed? I'm your host, Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Hiya. Hey, Kyle, what's shaking, Bacon? Uh, I'm putting eggs in incubators. Don't bother me. Uh, any any 2Ks? in? Absolutely super- not. It's 9 7Ks. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Well, we'll <laughs> revisit that topic later in the show, much to my chagrin. Before we get started here, shout out to a brand new patron of ours from this past week. Hey, Gary, thanks so much for your patronage. We appreciate you and your support. Thanks very, very much. Now, Kyle, speaking of chagrin, <laughs> yeah. we set some goals last week and looking at them just now before we got started, I might have shed a single tear for myself. Um, I'm feeling good for you, though. Uh, so we'll have you go first. I'm saying <laughs> oh, no. this as if it's ever not you going first, but we know oh, that's no. not the case. OK, ready? Are you ready? Yeah. Mentally and emotionally prepared. Are you in a good space? I have my phone. Hey, that sounds awesome. That's a good start. <laughs> 500,000 experience. Oh, right. I forgot I set that goal. Yeah, you uh, sure did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, great. Awesome. What about a platinum medal for your Evolve? No, not quite. Oh, it's because you forgot. Otherwise, it would have been easy. No, I, I remember it. I just only did like 30 of the 50 that I needed before oh, we so sat down the talk. <laughs> you're so close. Did you do the entire charge of event, which started today, by the way? Did you do any of that research? Uh, I've I've done some of it. I don't remember if I finished it. There oh. are several evolved Pokemon tasks in there, oh, so you'll no, probably hit it doing it. that. I think I'm only I think I'm only on like the third page or something. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, hatch thirty eggs. Yes, nice. I think I hatched fifty five. Fifty five. What? Who are you? Uh, I spent Poke coins the other day because I ran. Uh, I spent money on Poke coins because I ran out of incubators the other day. It's it's a sad scenario when you can't hatch eggs, right? Efficiently. That's what I'm saying. See, I'll get you over to the dark side eventually with those two Ks. And then your no. ongoing goal. We're gonna, I'm just going to move on. Uh, your ongoing goal of reaching rank 20 in GBL. Let's do a check-in. I got to rank eight. Wow. And then it became Ultra League. And I did like two... I did like a full set and I'm like, I really don't like this, (laughs) but I will probably do more. Just not as much. It's just not as fun. Maybe it's time for you to go uh, back on Fish's stream again to get some coaching in Ultra League, which, by the way, (laughs) while we're here, how did that go? That was last Friday. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a fun time. I got told that I'm better at PvP than I think I am. So that's so you were lied to straight to Uh, your face. Yes, exactly. I was like, I don't I don't believe you, but thank you for telling me that. (laughs) And I also learned uh, some of the intricacies of 
Pokemon Go PvP and that I will never actually learn. And I'm impressed with people who can do it. The counting is wild. Like counting fast moves. But not even just that. Knowing how much energy every fast move does and how many of them to each charge move is an impressively large amount of information to remember. It's true. But as basically everybody was saying in the chat, if you play enough, you can pretty much feel those sorts of things. Oh, I'm getting closer. Frenzy plant here. Oh, they they should have had a mud bomb ready. So they're actually going to be doing something else. You yeah, know? yeah, you can learn it by feel. But that learning by feel is still you counting subconsciously. You're like, I've done four True. frenzy plant or four vine whips. They've done six mud shots. Something's happening, you know? Mm-hmm. That's true. And so, well, like, yeah. I'm I'm glad to hear you had a good time. It was an absolute delight to to view. So if we do that again, we'll have to give people more of a heads up than just a few days. That was just bad timing on our part. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can give a heads up now. We are planning on doing it again the Friday that Go Battle League becomes available again, which is in a month. Oh, right? for Great League, you mean? Yeah, for Great League. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Gotcha. I was like, Go Battle League's available 24-7, baby. No, you just got to walk in the door. See, Ultra and Master League don't count as being available. Nobody plays those. <laughs> You're not emotionally available for those two leagues? No, I see. So okay. I don't have an exact date for that one, but whatever the first week that Great League is back available to play, we're going to try and coordinate that. Awesome. Well, I'll be tuning in. And as soon as we get closer and we have a particular date um, picked out, we'll make sure we give it a shout out on the show. All right. So for myself, as far as goals are concerned, rank 10 in GBL, I got to rank nine. So not quite. Uh, I didn't give myself enough time at the end of the week. I ended up getting kind of busy. Uh Oh, so that's a miss. 79 million experience. I'm at 79.5. Somebody passing the 80 mark this week for sure. And then shiny nose pass. Well, despite my best efforts, shiny nose pass evaded me by a nose. Ah, Thank you. I've been waiting to make that joke all week, sadly. I was like, I'd really like to not make this joke, but if I have to, I'll do it. So it's one out of three for me and two out of three for you. That's another win for Kyle. If somebody's keeping track out there, this is getting out of hand. I'm a little bit upset. This is three weeks in a row, actually. Three weeks in a row. All right. You have the the notepad. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Yeah. Three weeks ago, you had a perfect score and I had a two out of three. And oh. last week you had two out of three and I had two out of four. How 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 old does that notepad go back to? Is it is a new notepad? <laughs> um, it goes back. I, I should start dating these is what I should. Oh, um, man. I've got notes in here from. Oh, my gosh. I've got notes in here from back when we had like JT on the show. It's it's a treasure trove of history. I don't want to look at. It's mostly my failures. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> that being said, uh, let's just hop right into the show, which means our first section is the news. How to do? It's the news. We've only got one news item this week, and it is uh, the announcement of Weather Week. We made a joke in our one-liners about it because we only had one news item to make jokes about. It's actually quite wild. Trainers, as the charge-up event fills the air with electricity, which went live today, hope that you're having lots of good luck with all of our electric-type Pokemon, we're receiving forecasts of some wild weather on the horizon. We're excited to announce the first-ever Weather Week event, during which Pokemon that enjoy rainy or windy conditions will be appearing more often in the wild. That doesn't sound like dragon or dark to me, so I'm sad. (laughs) 
which are the only two types I'm missing. Now. I finished up ice this week. How are you doing on that? I mean, I'm missing the dark and the dragon as well. I'm missing a couple other that aren't that difficult, but I'm also missing fighting. I'm I have like four fighting Pokemon. Oh, really? Oh, no. Really? Like, There's a lot of throw around. No, I don't see. I don't see any of them. I'm sorry. I have eight fighting. Okay. Close Weird. Enough. Weird. Huh. Well, anyway, when is this weather week event happening? Maybe we'll get lucky. And they did say windy. So maybe we'll get some dragons. Who knows? Uh, but when is this happening? Wednesday, March 24th at 10 a.m. to Monday, March 29th at 8 p.m. local time. So five days worth, which is kind of nice. Features include Cast Swarm will be appearing more frequently in the wild throughout the event, alongside other Pokemon that tend to appear when it's either rainy and windy, like Wingle, yes, 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 <laughs> and Ducklet. I'm very excited for another chance to shiny hut my boy Wingle. Uh, if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny, rainy form cast form. Now, like most copy written by niantic they're burying the lead here you might not know that this is important or monumental or setting a precedent but it is shiny rainy form cast form is actually the first time that a transformed weather-based form of cast form is available to be shiny ever ever in the main series games when we have a regular cast form that's shiny when it transforms it turns into the same color it would have been if it was a regular cast form that had transformed so pokemon go is leading the charge in in this in this way and that's wicked cool <laughs> that's that's also like an awful undersight for the main series games but it, it, sure. it is it is but uh it is it's a nice little win for go and i'm very excited for it as uh as a result, <laughs> but Psyduck, Poliwag, Swablu, Drifloon, Mantike, Timpole, and Ducklet will be hatching for five kilometer eggs. The following Pokemon will be appearing in raids. One star raids will have Slowpoke, Tynemo, and more. If you didn't get your fill of Tynemo from this event. Three star raids, Swellow, Pelipper, and more. Five star raids, Therian Form Thunderous, which we have in uh, raids right now as well. Mega raids will consist of Mega Houndoom, Mega Manectric, and Mega Obama Snow. Complete eventive exclusive field research and time to research to encounter Pokemon like Rainy Form, Cast Form, and more. Awesome. So if you aren't lucky enough, I guess, to find one in the wild, I hope you would be able to. Looks like you're going to have guaranteed encounters, which is always good. New spring-themed avatar items will be available in the shop. Nice. We haven't had new avatar items for a few events now, so this mm -hmm. is going to be kind of nice. Uh, from Wednesday, March 24th at 10 a.m. to Saturday, March 27th at 10 a.m., Pokemon that enjoy rainy conditions like Vaporeon, Lotad, Stunfisk, and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild. From Saturday, March 27th at 10 a.m. to Monday, March 29th, so these are kind of bisecting the event time, um, at 8 p.m. local time, Pokemon that enjoy windy conditions like Skarmory, Tailow, Pidove, and more will be appearing more frequently in the wild. And the bonus, just one, catch Pokemon with Weather Boost to earn extra Stardust. Now, Ooh. I hope beyond hope, and it has to mean that it's more than you already get. <laughs> that would be, oh, my God. <laughs> Could you imagine? They're just like, yeah, point this out. Everything's weather boosted. You're welcome. <laughs> I swear to God, if I catch a weather boosted Pokemon and it's 125 Stardust, I blame you, Chris. You're going to hang up your jersey. You're done. <laughs> All right. So 
are you excited for this event at all? I mean, it, it seems kind of neat. The release of a, a brand new shiny. And again, like we said, it's a debut. It's a Pokemon wide debut. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but is there anything else that kind of jumps out to you here? What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I mean, not really. You know, Tynamo is is a new Pokemon, uh, but it's it's out now. And that's that's kind of about it. I like the idea of the weather week, though. I think that's compelling. So, yeah, no, absolutely. This specific one, it just so happens that electric is one of the rarest types in the game. So there aren't even that many electric type Pokemon. Sure. So it's not as interesting. And then, you know, water is literally everywhere. So it's kind of two extremes. Yes. So how do you feel about Therian form Thunderous being kind of high lit for like two weeks in a row? Uh, I it's fine. The move shakeup that it received, which we'll talk about in a minute very excited. is a positive yes i think it'll be exceptionally funny if they release the other two therian forms and there is no move shake up it was only for thunderous oh they can't do that no and, and <laughs> it would just it would just be funny because then you know thunderous had the highlight in two weeks Mm-hmm. and got changed and the other ones don't get a highlight and don't get changed and just that would be hilarious that that would be very funny and normally i'd be on board with that but landorus is such potential that i hope they please to god don't do that no i mean he has potential even with its current move set its current move no i know I'm, I'm, I'm just saying new moves could even make landorus soar to new heights also it's a cat yes so and i just i like sharing this bit of info it's not relevant to pokemon go but Electros, the final evolution of Tynamo, is the only Pokemon in the entire series with no weakness. Yes. Fun fact. It is a mono electric type Pokemon, which means its only weakness is ground, but it knows the ability levitate. So it's immune to ground. So in the main series, in the main. Yes, it's not relevant here. But wouldn't that be fun if that just they just turn that on manually for Electros? (laughs) You know, that would be That'd be fun. That'd be kind of neat. It would definitely put it in a unique space, but until then, it's going to continue to just get straight up bodied by everybody's guard chomps and groudons. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's pretty much it for the news. We just had the one thing there. Other than we did have a funny occurrence today. We were talking about Tynamo. I can't avoid talking about this, but shout out to (laughs) a member of our community, Levitate the Hype, who was nice enough to invite me to a one-star raid earlier today. And I hop into this raid thinking, oh, this is great. I need one for my level 45 challenge. Not a big deal. Maybe I'll get a good IV one because I like using remote raid passes on just about anything because we talked about it. I don't really care about value for a lot of things. Put two K's in in super incubators. That's great. So anyway, I hop into this lobby and I see Levitate the Hype hop in. He loads in. There's somebody else in there. I'm like, oh, who else is in this one star raid that I'm remoting into? Who else? But go cast Kyle. (laughs) And there was like a moment in my brain where I was like, this is not real. And I immediately text him. I'm like, what on earth are you doing in this raid? Like, shh, leave me alone. (laughs) You don't see me. I was like, leave me alone. I just need Tynamo, okay? I'm not going out to play. And I'm not hatching 5K eggs unless you put a gun to my head. So I just like walked in the door. We locked eyes and just froze. Like, 
Oh, no. <laughs> but nobody can turn around because we both want to do the right. Very true. Very true. Also, you can't turn your character around in the lobby. So, you know, that's, that's, that's that. <laughs> anyway, uh, very funny. Thank you for making that opportunity in that moment possible. Let me take the hype. That's That was too funny. But uh, anyway, without further ado, let's hop into Gear Up. We've been hyping it up. I'm very excited for this one. So this week on Gear Up, we're doing a revisit of the Therian form for Thunderous. Yeah. And the reason we're revisiting it is because it got a move shakeup. I was very specific when we talked about it three weeks ago that it was very likely to happen, as we have seen with forms. And Thunderous got one, and it's significant for PvE. I want to specify that very, very particularly. These are all very bad changes for PvP. Ooh, okay. But it wasn't probably going to see use in PvP anyways. But I could be, I could have been wrong. Who knows? Somebody smarter than me. But the moves, it now can learn Volt Switch or Bite for fast moves. And Thunder, Thunderbolt, Sludge Wave, or Focus Blast for charge moves. This is a big deal. First off, watch out for that Focus Blast when you're raiding it. It's just going to one-shot your rock wreckers. So, yeah. But... More importantly is the Volt Switch Thunderbolt combo. Previously with the previous, with the assumed moveset of Thundershock and Thunder, Thunderous was okay at best. It was on par with Electivire, but you don't really want to see a legendary attacker available comparing to a much more readily available choice. But the new moveset of Volt Switch and Thunderbolt puts it on par with Zekrom, who well, is the current top electric type. Close. So it's it's not equal. Zekrom is still better. But depending on which source you use for DPS, one has Thunderous higher in DPS and one has Thunderous lower. I'm not really sure which one to trust, so I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. Both GoHub and GamePress, which are the sources that I use at least for checking this kind of information, have three separate categories. They have DPS, they have TDO, which we've covered in the past. And then they have their score, which GoHub just calls total. And GamePress clarifies as DPS cubed time TDO, where they're trying to weight DPS against TDO to show which one is more valuable. I was told there'd be no math this episode. Don't You don't have to do the math. I'm just saying the math is there. Okay, all right. <laughs> but GoHub puts... Thunderous at 18.58 DPS compared to Zekrom's 19.5. So a little bit less. 19.15. 19.15. So a little bit less. But GamePress shows Zekrom at 17.46 DPS and Thunderous T at 17.92. So it's like almost exactly switched and also their lower numbers, but whatever. That said, regardless of this whole confusion... Thunderous T has significantly less TDO. It is much squishier than Zekrom. Zekrom is still better overall. Unless you can take out the Pokemon you're raiding without wiping your team of six. In that case, technically six Thunderous will be better, but it's not worth doing a bunch of Thunderous raids, <laughs> in my opinion. Hear me out. Okay. One additional pro on the Thunderous T side is that its hands are cloud paws. And that's neat. But Zekrom has a turbine on its tail. 
Yeah, and I, a hot take. I don't think it looks good. I I disagree. I think it looks really good. I think. Do you it, think I think Zekrom looks a lot better than Reshiram. Okay, but do you like Reshiram's tail? No, I don't like. I don't like Reshiram. I like Zekrom's. I, I like Zekrom's I like Reshiram's tail a little bit better. I think Zekrom's no, like, okay. it looks too industrial, man. Okay. Okay. Well, we found we we found our aesthetic difference. <laughs> <laughs> but the major takeaway. Thunderous T is worth raiding. It's it's a good choice to fill out the electric type attackers. It is a number two underneath Zekrom. And again, all of this is assuming we're not counting Shadow Pokemon because those win every time. Yes. Shadow Raikou dwarfs all of these, for example. And there's there's a couple more. Like Shadow Zapdos and Shadow Elect- Electivire are also better, but uh, I should also mention at this point, it seems most appropriate that while we did for the three incarnate forms that were just that just ended the rotation, we did have the shiny forms yes. available. Niantic has confirmed that the shiny forms for the Therian forms are not available this time around. So just keep that in mind. They're still worth rating, of course, and they're new fun forms. So why wouldn't you? But don't, you know, expect the shiny because it's not available yet. Yeah, that's a little bit bogus, but I get it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy we got any, to be super honest with you. If we had gotten the incarnate forms with no shiny chance, it would have been like the second time we got the Reggies without shiny chance for like the first time. And it was like, everybody was like, why are we doing this? This is filler. Yeah, but that time we had the Reggies for like five months (laughs) because raids were still a month long. But go out and enjoy some thunderous raids. It's worth doing, unlike previously. So... I have done exactly zero so far. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, mostly just because I haven't felt like it yet. Not that I am not going to. It just just haven't done it yet. So like static art of these, I was not a big fan of incarnate or theory forms. I just don't like the forces of nature from a design perspective that much. But seeing thunderous T move around. I like it more. Yeah. <laughs> Plus okay. it like smashes its hands together. Yeah. yeah. Is it one of its idle animations and it's actually pretty wicked. So there you go. I really like the Therian forms of Thunderous and Landorus. I, I think they're, they're pretty great. And I like the incarnate forms of all three. So maybe I'm sure. Biased. All right. Well, thank you, Kyle. That means that it's time for the Poke Lore. And what more appropriate Pokemon to talk about this week than, of course, finishing off the trio, but also contextually appropriate here. Thunderous, the Bolt Strike Pokemon, which Kyle and I both agree is a pretty sick category for a Pokemon. In incarnate form, Thunderous is a blue muscular humanoid Pokemon, which resembles a genie. It is a male only species with no female counterpart on its head is a single long sharp purple horn. Thunderous has white zigzagging and jutting styled hair, a spiky white mustache, and two pointed blue ears on either side of its head. Its eyes are yellow with beady white irises and no visible pupils. The front of Thunderous's body is covered in various irregularly shaped purple spots. Its broad chest consists of two joined purple rounded diamond shaped pectorals. <laughs> pectorals. And it's so there it is. And it's he said the thing and its shoulders, elbows, and navel are adorned with raindrop-like designs. The that's, raindrops. That's pushing it. You think that's so? That's pushing it a lot. Really? Looking at a picture, they're barely circles. 
Oh, you're not supposed to look at a picture that's cheating. I'm describing it for you. You need to close your eyes and but look at like the picture. They just... They're drawing it. <laughs> oh, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, by the way. Okay. Yeah. It has two spotted muscular arms with five fingers on each hand. Its lower body consists of a trailing cloud with a thick, long, curling purple cable-like tail. Does it look anything like cable from Deadpool or no? No. That's disappointing. They are a dark gray color and each has a long, sharp spike on one side. In Therian form, Thunderous is a large blue sleek bipedal snake or dragon-like Pokemon. The horn on its head is now thicker and extends out more, while its ears become more pointy and pinned back. Thunderous's hair remains the same. The mustache now takes on a more raised snout and fanged maw-like appearance with two curving wisps flowing back and past its ears. Majestic. Its eyes remain yellow, but with larger irises, which still lack visible pupils. Its chest remains broad and unchanged, while its navel is bejeweled with a blue gem. Thunderous's arms have lost much of their muscular bulk and are now slimmer. Doing a lot of leg days now instead. It is two paw-like hands, each covered in a trailing cloud-like fluff and with three claw-tipped fingers. A massive improvement, in my opinion, over the creepy man hands that I had before. Thunderous's purple lower half is much smaller than its upper body. Okay, maybe not the leg day thing. And consists of two hind legs and a tail. Its feet are elongated with three downward curved toes and claws. Thunderous's tail also remains largely unchanged although it is thicker at the base and tapers off and becomes thinner towards the tip. Thunderous can shoot thunderbolts from its tail. It is known to be disliked and feared by people and farmers for its destructive rampages, which include fierce thunderstorms. Tends to cause forest fires, whatever it flies around shooting lightning, as lightning does. Any area visited by Thunderous are marked by charred remains of areas it destroyed. Thunderous also gets into violent crashes with Tornadus whenever the two meet. Please call Uncle Landorus. <laughs> All right, stats. I got two sets of stats here. This is kind of rehashing a little bit of what we talked about a few weeks ago and what Kyle just covered, so I'll move through this rather quick. Incarnate form, max CP at level 40, 33.45. At level 50, it's 37.82, so it doesn't quite break the 4K mark, which a lot of us look for for some whatever reason. 164 defense, 188 stamina, and 266 attack, which is kind of standard for the incarnate forms around that ballpark. Best move set was Thundershock, Thunder. You could also make a case for Thunder Punch if you really wanted to, if you feel like you're going to die too soon to get to Thunder, which you might because you're very squishy. Theory form, max CP at level 40, 3659, so a massive improvement, 300 plus. And at level 50, 4137. Your boy, over the 4100 mark that's nice well what could be the culprit here well of course it's hidden in the stats 161 defense three less than it had in incarnate form 188 stamina the same and then 295 attack it gained 29 attack yeah which is will cause it from 3782 to go up to 4137 best move set as kyle i mentioned before volt switch and thunderbolt just a reminder, bring into PVE situations. Don't think it'll be good in PVP because it just underperforms. <laughs> so there you go. Any love for Thunderous other than what we've already talked about? I think we have a li- I've definitely grown more affectionate towards the genies in this rotation. Um, having learned about them a bit more and actually being successful in rating them, I kind of like them a little bit better. Um, but the theory informs in particular, 
I think, uh, win me over. I didn't like the incarnate forms because they all look so similar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've always been a fan. I like <clears throat> the Force of Nature's trio. So I yeah. just think Tornadus's in Therian form is just bad. The Boyd. But, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. The the bird is really uninspired or or inspired in the way that you're like, why? Why do this? Yeah. What inspired you? <laughs> right. Exactly. But anyway, that's thunderous. Uh, and that completes our little three episode stints on the genies. Hooray. We did it. OK. And that means it's time for the poke poll. Last week's question was. Is there a non-meta Pokemon you've invested resources into and or use often? What is it and why? I loved this question. Lots of good answers. First one's from Kelvin. They said, mine is Golem. I'm trying to get her to level 50 for one of my level 47 requirements. Golem is pretty solid against most flyers. Very helpful with the current legend legend genies. (laughs) And with Mega Manectric incoming. That earthquake is going to wreck too. I like that boulder. That's a nice boulder. That's that's also their nickname for their golem is nice boulder. And it is a yes. 100% lucky golem. Very pretty. A picture was attached with. Hey, golem was legit before Tyranitar got smacked down. Yeah. And it's still a pretty good budget pick, especially for people that don't want to spend, you know, elite fast TMs. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Next one's from Matters, and he said, Hello, gents. My non-metamon is Geodude. Geo, and in this case, Alolan Geo, is my second favorite Pokemon after Bulbasaur. When I hatched the hundo from a 7k egg, I started her on the route to best buddy straight away. Not only is she now my best buddy, but I've walked 2,145.2 kilometers with her and have managed to max her out to level 50. Wow. Next steps... Extra move and evolution all the way to Golem in time to take down Mega Manectric. Hashtag Golems for life. Wow. Yeah, that's something else. Although, part of me just wants to leave it as a Geodude. Level 50 Geodude best buddy. <laughs> Level 50 Geodude best buddy, but without the best buddy bonus. 1,462 CP. Yeah. That's wild. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Geodude. But I am a fan of Alolan Geodude Mm -hmm. as well. Next one's from DeFi. And she said, meta relevant? Unfortunately, no. My absolute favorite best buddy? Yes. I still say that every Pokemon is one move update away from being relevant alongside a picture of a 100% low punny best buddy. Called Rousey. Rousey, the low punny. One move. uh, One move update. It's all it takes. Sure does. That's all it takes. Next one's from Cameron. And she said, Audino. I caught one on my way home from work one day, and it happened to have good PvP IVs at first glance. When I checked it later, and it was a rank 16 in respect to max level of 40. I don't really plan on doing level 50 stuff for PvP unless I have to. So I'm now the owner of a level 40, almost completely built Great League Audino. <laughs> Still needs a second move, and she's super fun to use in Sylph. Audino has trash moves, a choice between Pound and Zen Headbutt for fast attacks. Ooh. That's yikes. Still better than Galarian Weezing. Oh, tackle. <laughs> <laughs> but is 
to quote DeFi thicker than a snicker. Heavy as a Chevy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's a good answer. I've had a lot of charge moves thrown at me, and none of them have ever done more than half health. That's how thick Audino is. Waiting for the day she gets a better fast move and charge move. Is Audino's just normal type, right? Yes. He said as he checks his phone, it is normal monotype. I knew it. (laughs) That is what I thought. I would not hold out much hope for a new fast move, but maybe we could get a fast move buff. Uh, perhaps I mean they could they could still get access to like charm or something that would make sense on Audino. Can Audino learn charm in the main game though? Bro, I don't know. Probably Stop not. asking me hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> Next one's from Fish on a Heater. Oh baby, this question was made for Fish. Here's a list of weird off-meta Pokemon I've built for Silver Arena tournaments and have gotten varied levels of use from. <laughs> Fish, I need to know what's your spice level, though. Mm-hmm. And the list includes Nidoqueen, Gloom, Venomoth. Venomoth's had some good use in cups, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, in particular self cups, yeah. yes. Cloyster, Executor, Jinx, Zatu, Sudowoodo, Suicune. Oh, nice. Marshstomp. I'm interested in that one, where that was useful. Bibberol. Cradilly and Dusclops. Some of those are genuinely solid picks in open Great League. If any non arena player wants to look into them, I won't tell you which ones though. <laughs> just pick one and try it. If it's not bad, if it's bad, blame fish. Just just type it into PV Poke. And if it's not ranked like 400, you can give it a try. <laughs> True. And if you're like, what's PV Poke? We'll get to that later. Don't you worry. Will we? Yeah, yep. Not not us, but oh, later in the okay. show. <laughs> okay. Stop it, you're ruining it. <laughs> Next one's from Rotten Tanuki, and they said, dumped so much rare candy into my non-meta Pokemon because it will be one of the coolest looking mega evolutions. Attached is a max out best buddy Heracross. Yes. yes. Named Bay Lake. Max is out just under 3,000. 2963. Well, currently, looks like they're not at level yes. 50 yet, but yes. Yeah, well, I'm just, no one counts. No one counts level 50. True, I mean, yes, they true. do, but they shouldn't. Right. Makes other people feel bad. <laughs> You're being elitist. Stop it. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm going to assume this was from a trade because they also don't have any candy and XL candy on their list. So that or from a vacation. So I don't expect a, a level 50 anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, sure. Next, we have 10 Second Friend. I've been trying to get this fellow to work for me from before they gave it TriTech. It's got TriTech now, but it seems like counter users get more and more common every Go Battle League season. And there's a picture of a Shadow Porygon 2, 1469 CP called The Sequel. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Yeah, it is a shame all of the counter users that are just all over the place. I imagine that you sneeze on that Porygon and it falls over with a I mean, it's shadow. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) One counter, a quarter of its HP is gone. Yeah. Next we have Ted. They said as a fervent Eevee trainer, I could name any of the four off meta evolutions. 
I will say Espeon is the one I use the most frequently as a good gym defender against the fighting type meta that a lot of gym attackers use. Okay, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I like throwing in like a 200 CP Wobbuffet into gyms because it <laughs> takes, if they don't switch from a champ, it takes like a year from a champ to kill Wobbuffet. Very true. Even Very at true. that low CP, it's great. Gosh. And the last one is answered via email from Max, which we're going to read here because it makes the most sense. And they said, hi, Chris and Kyle. Hello. I've been listening since April of last year, which feels like somewhere between a month and 10 years ago. <laughs> you know that. Very true. From 2018 to 2019, I regularly participated in a Poke Draft raid competition. For those not familiar, it's a contest soloing T3 raid bosses as fast as possible using only Pokemon you draft. The draft was for 10 total Pokemon with seven other trainers. The first pick was always Mewtwo. (laughs) Each draft lasted for three raid rotations, so you had to predict what was coming next. Needless needless to say, this led to me having to power up quite a few suboptimal Pokemon because sometimes I would get to round 9 or 10 only to realize there were very few of a type left. Also was before double charge moves and abundant TMs, so I have a few duplicates. This is a non-exhausted list of my level 35 to 40 Pokemon from those times. Oh my, that is an interesting concept. It is. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, we should do that. So the level 40 Pokemons, Banette, named Ziploc, Shiftry with grass moves named Wario and a Shiftry with dark moves named Waluigi. <laughs> oh, the Stardust, though. Oh, it hurts. It's okay. It's okay. It hurts me. Meganium named Potato. This was 2018. Ultra League was barely a thing. I imagine as such, Meganium was not uh, very good at many things. <laughs> yeah. Jinx with psychic moves named Maestra. Flygon, named Snorgle Snoot. Golem with Rock Moves, named The Boulder. Typhlosion, named Azuth. Executor with Grass Moves, named Chaunty. Donphan, named Unicycle. I like that. That's that's fun. (laughs) Amistar, named Lord Helix. Praise Helix. Oh my god. Machamp <laughs> with steel moves. Mechanis. That's oh, uh that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one to bring all the way to 40 and leave with steel moves. It still has steel moves on it. That's that's, that's wild. wild. Yeah. That's commitment. That is commitment to a competition. Mm-hmm. I commend that. And then the level 35 list. Golem with ground moves and Gravedigger. Yan Mega with flying moves named Wingdor. Wind Dork, <laughs> Yan Mega with bug moves named Bugsy. Oh my yes, God. represent. Hang on, hang on. Yan Mega was out after charge moves. Double charge moves became a thing. Yeah. How could you build two Yan Mega? Oh my God. <laughs> look, look. It's for the, the joke at this point in time. He did it's it for, for the vibe. for a good cause, right? Did it for the vibe. Lighting Stardust on fire. Yeah. Jinx with ice moves named. I'm sorry, I'm going to not butcher this one. Theorem? Thyrum? Thrim? Thrim? Yeah. Although I guess this was meta once. It was. It was at one point the best ice type attacker before mm-hmm. Mamoswine and 
Mewtwo with Ice Beam. I think we have to say that, but yes, Mewtwo <laughs> with Ice Beam. It's neutral damage plus super effect. It's 300 of base attack. What are you going to do? Ridiculous. Alolan Golem with Rock Moves. Rock and Shock. It's named. All right, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Breloom with Fighting Moves. Ula. I like that. I like the Breloom. I like Breloom as like a third string fighting type choice. It's just funny. Mm-hmm. 100%. Hariyama with Fighting Moves. Named Slap a Boy. And Hariyama with steel moves named Tetsu Tetsu. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I got you. I got your reference. Don't worry. I hope these are non-meta enough for you. I don't even want to think about how much dust went into these. Not, Not to mention we. things that I'll count as meta like Alakazam, Lugia, Heracross, and more. We can count it for you. It's 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 a pretty flat number usually. <laughs> Best Max, a.k.a. Axiom Nor. That's a list of a lot of Pokemon and a lot of dust. I love all of the uh, great nicknames. Uh, they're great. The one in particular for Executor with grass moves, when you said Chaunty, I just imagined Michael B. Jordan saying, Hi, Chaunty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I recently rewatched Black Panther, so it's definitely on the forefront of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you stopped like you stopped like three quarters of the way through the movie, right? No, like, I did not. Like, uh-uh. like right no, right I, after I watched, I watched the PlayStation 2 fight, don't you worry. <laughs> God, no, it's so bad. <laughs> I really wish you hadn't pointed that out to me because it ruined it for me. It's so bad now that you see it. You should clarify what you're talking the, about. <laughs> for for those who have never noticed, at the end of the MCU's Black Panther when T'Challa is fighting Killmonger. There's a scene where they fight in the like vibranium railway or whatever. And it's the scene where they're in their CGI suits and the whole scene is CGI, but it's really, really bad CGI. Like how did this make it into a multi-million dollar movie bad? (laughs) <laughs> and it it legitimately looks like a cutscene from a PlayStation 2 game or maybe like a really, really early era PlayStation 3 game. But you have to like look at screenshots and then that's when it's the most egregious. When you're watching it, you can kind of get away. Yeah, with if it, you look fine. at just a single stop moment, you're like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> who let that one through? Yeah, it's a it's a wild experience. So just never hit pause in that movie. You shouldn't anyway. It's a masterpiece. I, I quite yeah, enjoy the rest of the movie. Fantastic. Favorite. Absolutely fantastic. I just yes. wish that fight was better. Anyways, yeah. thank you for the email and the answer to the Poke Poll. This week's Poke Poll, now that it's been several months since the Go Beyond update, what are your feelings on level 40 plus experience? So we're asking this again, because I think when we initially asked this question, it was kind of like, a, hey, it's been out for like a week. What are you thinking so far? Uh, we said we, we would revisit it in the future. So it's it's high time that we do so. Um, it's been, as we mentioned, several months. And a lot of us are at different areas of or in different levels of progression, Kyle, uh, getting up post level 40. Um, and it's I, I think it's just time to see how everybody's doing, you know. So, Kyle, why don't you go first? How are you feeling with your 40-plus experience? Do you want to talk about XL Candy, too? That's kind of included in the Go Beyond. Uh, Yeah, yeah, sure. I, I mean, I've kind of stalled in the 40-plus experience. Honestly, I'm 42. I still need like 3 million experience to 43, at which point I will hit it immediately. And I 
just don't earn experience that fast. So I'm kind of just ignoring it at this point. It's not really relevant to me probably until next year when I hit one of the harder steps at like level 45. Once I hit 45, I'll probably be much more invested in finishing it. Perhaps, yeah. As for XL Canyon stuff, I think they have put in some good improvements towards the system, but I think it is still deeply flawed for the overall health of the game. But I think they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, I I 100% agree. I was a little bit further along in the experience game. I'm currently working on level 46 right now. And I am, let's see, I'm getting kind of close here. I'm two and a half million experience away from that. I'll hit it when I get there. But then after that, there's just another huge chunk of experience. It's like 12 million experience that you need for the next level or something like that. And I needed 15.5 for this one. So I'll need like 18 or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. uh, But, you know, I'll have a whole new set of challenges to kind of distract me during that time. But this this upcoming level will actually be the first level where I don't have any experience experience, going into it. And so I'm I'm a little bit a little bit freaked out about that. But well, especially when you when you consider how much you've played and you're only at, you know, you're at 80 million experience. Let's just go with that. It's easy. You need 20 percent of your overall experience gained just to hit the next level. Yes. It's wild to me. And I I like the challenge. Don't get me wrong. Every single time we talk about stuff, I'm always like, gosh, I hope it's difficult because I think that that's a lot of fun. There's a lot of value in that. Um, and so I'm going to say, even though it freaks me out a little bit, I- I'm really thrilled. I like having things to work on continuously. Don't get me wrong. We set goals here. And uh, well, us doing that was actually kind of a way of us, you know, at level 40, trying to find purpose and and making some things that were fun individually for us in order to keep playing, to motivate ourselves to keep playing outside of just recording the show. And it's really nice to have some structure again outside of it. Also, we've been getting a pretty steady stream of like research and stuff lately, too. And that's been kind yeah. of nice. And I've been finding myself focusing less on the XP grind for the sake of the XP grind. And just being mindful of it as I do other things. So I think we're in a good spot. That being said, one of the things I'm really interested in hearing from people when they answer this question this week is if you are below level 40, are you encouraged by the structure of post 40 level progression or not? Is it daunting to you in a bad way? If it's daunting in a good way, I would consider that sort of like you're looking forward to the challenge. But I want to know if it seems almost impossible from your perspective, because Kyle and I are very removed from a like a pre-level 40 player experience. We'd love to hear what you have to say. That being said, if you'd like to answer the question now that it's been several months since the Go Beyond update, what are your feelings on the level 40 plus experience? And yes, that includes XL Candy and those sorts of things. You can answer the question we posted on Twitter or if you're a patron in our patron exclusive discord, we also post it there. You can also send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or if you are so inclined, like many people are every week, you can send in an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. But before we get carried away with the mail that, you know, of the E and the V variety, we're going to pass it over to Fish and DeFi E who are going to be talking about Vortex Cup and, as promised, a deep dive into PB pokes and tips and tricks around that tool. Over to you two. I'm Fishing Nahida. 
And I'm DeFi250. And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that scores a 1,000 battle rating on pvpoke.com. DeFi, what's happening in PvP this week? So, talking about the Go Battle League specifically, the Great League is no more. We are currently in Ultra League and Ultra League Premier from March 15th to March 29th. And Fish, how's the Ultra League going for you? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a fun start. Um, I built up two whole new Pokemon for my team, which is so weird. I, I normally do not spend Stardust and resources on GBO. I, I conserve it for the arena, but... I decided, you know, uh, I've got Stardust to spare. I don't have much uh, built outside of Great League. So let, let's go ahead and do it. So I built myself a Shadow Venusaur and an Empoleon. And I also, uh, oh yeah, I used an Elite TM on my Charizard to give it wing attack. I used an Elite TM on GBO, D5. That's insane. <laughs> I'm actually having a little bit of fun with Ultra League Premier because I went over to the Be- Beginner to Winner podcast Discord server. So shout out to them. And I asked one of the hosts of the show, Dino, kind of these are the Pokemon I have. What do you think? How could I make a good team out of this? And he suggested that I run Empoleon in the lead with Dragonite as a safe swap and Togekiss in the back. And I've been having a lot of fun with it. That's awesome. And to check in on the Silphorina, we just had the Silphorina Showdown, which is where the top 128 battlers in the world all take part in a big seven-round tournament to play off for a spot in their Continental Championship. And DeFi, you're now a celebrity. Kinda. <laughs> I, sh- I shoutcasted that tournament, which was so much fun. So what I was doing, my job was to kind of do the play-by-play and help make the watching the match a little more exciting and help the audience follow along. And it was a ton of fun. Jiggly Dad was running the show, and I shoutcasted with Pogo Joel. There was Two Butters there and DJ Enterprise. And the Sir Maximus was kind of helping run the scenes. Melgood was running the scenes in the back. And they all did a fantastic job. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. And how did the tournament go? Well, with a 7-0 sweep, and after using it as his 10 times ranked tournament for the month, Dancing Rob out of Germany is now the number two battler in his country and number 34 in the entire world. The winning team was a Primeape. Lapras, Dragonair, Galvantula, Mandibuzz, and a Mew. Mew was actually really common. When we got to round six, there were the four people who were undefeated at 6-0. All four of those people had Mew on their teams. That's really interesting because I wasn't a fan of it. I couldn't really get it to work. Um, I've noticed that uh, Vortex Cup is full of a lot of frail Pokemon, like glassy Pokemon, but they kind of make up for it by being really hard-hitting with their charge moves in particular. Mew, as far as I could tell, was just as frail as a lot of those other Pokemon, but really didn't quite hit as hard as what those other Pokemon did, so like it didn't really, couldn't really make up for its glassiness. So yeah, I, I couldn't quite get it to work. I wasn't happy with it. I'm really interested by that idea that the top four players in this massive tournament were all running it. We also want to quickly point out as we move away from the self check-in that we received a couple questions this week from this guy and from Pidgey Grabber, the man, the <laughs> legend. And 
We can't wait to address these questions, but we're going to do it next week because we designed quite a long deep dive segment and we're excited to answer the questions. We want to honor them with our time. So we're going to address them both next week. So the deep dive that we're heading into this week is about the website pvpoke.com, P-V-P-O-K-E. And it is just we can't get across just how useful and informative this website is for anyone who's interested in Pokemon Go PvP. I've got a fun fact for you, DeFi. The Sylph Arena meta team is made up of three people. So these are the people that create all the different metas for the Sylph Arena every month. And one of those three people is a man who goes by the name of Kakuna Matata, who is the creator of this website. I didn't know that. Right. I didn't know he was one of the people who made the matters. I know. That's, that's so cool. to. It was so cool to find that out. I actually found that out on one of PvP Steve's YouTube videos. He interviewed one of the other members of the meta team. Yeah, but it makes perfect sense. PV Poke is the number one tool in PvP battling. It makes perfect sense that you would want to have the creator, mm. the man with all the data, to help create the metas. That's cool. So we're going to run through a whole bunch of the really cool and, and informative features of this website. But what we want to say up front is this website has so many cool little features that some of them are really obvious. Some of them are kind of tucked away in the corner. I, I kind of like, look at it like a really good movie where the more you watch the movie, the more you kind of notice little things that you didn't noticed there before and it just makes the thing even more you know fun and and it's kind of like this website it's there's just a lot there we're not going to be able to cover it all we encourage you guys to just explore the site and find out what other cool little bits of information you can find there DeFi, what what's the first thing that you look at when you go to pvpoke.com well, the first thing that I look at when I go to pvpoke.com, and honestly, it's usually the first thing that people see and interact with, is the rankings page. Fish, tell me a little bit about how these rankings work. How are these Pokemon sorted? So whenever there's a new meta, so the Silverina might announce a meta, uh, a big community might uh, host a, a type of tournament, a GBL might release a new cup, or it could just be the open Great Ultra Master League rankings for all these different metas. The site will take all the eligible Pokemon and they'll simulate thousands and thousands and thousands of battles among all these different Pokemon with all different types of moveset. And after all is said and done, it will create a ranking system for all those Pokemon. It gives extra weighting to the quality of wins. So if something on the list beats maybe not as many Pokemon as some of the others, but the Pokemon they are beating are very good, relevant Pokemon, then it'll bump that Pokemon up a little bit higher in the rankings. And it's not just the overall ranking, although that is one portion, that's one way that you can rank the Pokemon. You can also rank them by lots of other things. One category that I use to rank my Pokemon is the leads. So a lead Pokemon is the Pokemon that, that works best when you've got both of your shields already. They can apply pressure. They can win long fights. So you can rank the best Pokemon by their lead. Or you can take a look at 
safe swaps, safe switches. These are the best Pokemon where you're switching in from an unfavorable lead. So let's say you're leading Swampert and your opponent has Venusaur and you say, oh no, <laughs> and you need to switch into something else. These are the best Pokemon that you can switch into. Clicking on a Pokemon will give you more detailed information. So the ranking will just say kind of the Pokemon's name and their ideal moveset. But when you click on it, you can get more information about the key wins, the key losses, um, all their different moves linked to some really detailed battle stats, which is, again, something really, really useful. One really cool thing that I definitely want to point out is that at the top of the rankings page, there is a search bar. And uh, what's so special about this search bar? Well, it has very similar functionality to the Pokemon Go in-game storage search bar. <laughs> so you can do more than just search for a particular Pokemon. You can use punctuation to filter down even further. So, for example, you can just type in Registeel if you want to search for where Registeel is in the rankings. Or if you want to look for any Pokemon in the rankings that know counter, you can type the at symbol and counter to filter down to just those Pokemon or the at symbol and fire to narrow down to just any Pokemon that know fire moves. You can use the exclamation mark to filter out stuff. So if you want to say, look at every counter user except Scrafty, you can use the at symbol, counter, comma, exclamation mark Scrafty. And that will show you every counter user except for Scrafty. So look up what Pokemon Go can do with their Pokemon storage, and most of those things PV Poke will be able to do with their search bar. Moving on from the rankings, the second part of PV Poke that I really got myself accustomed to using was the Team Builder. The Team Builder is a separate section of the website where you can put in up to six Pokemon and see how they interact. So you can do it for a team of three, like you're doing Go Battle League, or you can do a full team of six, like in the Sylph Arena. And that'll give you a chart that easily displays the wins and losses of your team against the top of the meta that you've chosen. So I could do that for the Vortex Cup this month. I could do that for Open Ultra League, whatever you want to do. If you scroll down from that chart, there's also another chart that shows you the biggest threats against the Pokemon you've picked. So it just calculates which Pokemon have the best overall matchups against your team and show you that in another really easy to digest chart then below that it'll show you all the alternatives that you could sub in that are best against those threats so it kind of like gives you the problem and then the solution <laughs> it'll say hey these pokemon actually do pretty well against your team if you want you can add in this pokemon or replace one of your pokemon with this, this pokemon and this does really well against your threats a couple tips for using the team builder. You can actually put in your Pokemon specific IVs. So if you specifically have a 1, 10, 15 Pokemon and that's your Swampert, let's say, you want to put in your Swampert's IVs, you can do that. The default option that it's going to give you is just whatever the rank 500 Pokemon is. But you can also change it so the default gives you automatically the rank 1, depending on how you want to use the site. One of my favorite things is they've got a little integration happening with pokerbattler.com, which is another website which has been around for even longer and also has some really, really handy information. What you can do if you create a pokerbattler account, they have a feature called the poker box, which is where you can store information on Pokemon that you import, up to 50 Pokemon. 
so say for example you've got a frost lass that you want to use for vortex cup and it's got specific ivs you can put that pokemon into your pokebox in pokeballer and then on pvpoke.com you can access your pokebox and pick the pokemon directly from there to populate the team builder that's really cool. I love all the customization. Yeah, it makes it really easy. You don't have to keep on every time you refresh the page, just to keep on putting in the same Pokemon with the, the exact moves you want and the same IVs you want. It's You can just pull up the box and click on the Pokemon. After that, after you've dealt with Team Builder, after you've dealt with the rankings, you've now got the battle page. And the battle page is where you can study specific matchups where team builder and rankings are kind of like an overall snapshot kind of thing. Uh, the battle section is where you can start getting specific there's three different options on the battle page there is the single battle which is just one pokemon against the other mano y mano you can punch in skarmory versus swampert and see how that battle plays out there's the multi battle which is one pokemon against multiple pokemon so you might want to see how Ninetales does against the vortex cup meta you can bring that up and it just gives you a big list of every battle's rating and then there's the matrix battle which is multiple pokemon against multiple pokemon so for example using nine tails again you might have multiple nine tails with different iv spreads and you want to see which iv spread is the best against the vortex cup meta you can punch all of those nine tails in and then bring up the vortex cup meta and it'll show you a little grid where it shows you the battle rating of each of those nine tails against the same pokemon which is really handy matchups are all given a score out of a thousand everything above 500 is a win everything below 500 is a loss a 500 even is a simultaneous ko it's a tie and this is really based on how much hp the winner has remaining. It's really hard to get all the way up to zero or all the way up to a thousand. You'd have to be a Magnezone with a wild charge queued up against a Magikarp to hit zero or a thousand. And and this score is kind of the the basis of everything that happens on the website. So the these ratings affect the the team builder. These ratings affect the rankings as well. The, this kind of score system is the basis of everything that goes on in the website. Once you've simulated the battle, there's a uh, there's a few extra little features that come in very handy if you know how to use them. One of them is the sandbox mode, which is where you can play with kind of the timing of when fast and charge moves are thrown or which moves are thrown. If you simulate a battle, it'll give you kind of a default situation. But if you decide, oh, I want to see what happens if they don't shield my shield bait earlier on in the battle or... Uh, I want to build up a little bit more energy before firing that move. You can play around with that timeline and see how that affects the battle. If you scroll down a little bit, there is also a cute little grid showing how this battle would work in every different shield situation. So you can see how it would go in the 0-0, as well as the 2-2, as well as the 0-2, and the 1-1. It's all there. And then there is breakpoints and bulk points, which is when you really want to get into that advanced information. The break and bulk points will show you how much more attack the first Pokemon needs to do one extra damage with its fast move against the second Pokemon. And the bulk point is how much defense it needs for the opponent's Pokemon to do one less fast move damage. 
Another tip for using the battle section, you can get really specific. Again, with the Pokemon's IVs and moveset, you can even give Pokemon moves that they don't even have. And you can apply buffs and you can apply debuffs to the stats. You can get really, really particular. Like, I want to see how this matchup will play if I proc'd the Night Slash, but then they used an Icy Wind. You can get super specific. Here's a fun fact. <laughs> um, do you want to know how good Medicham does in Great League if it's running Counter, Psychic, and Flying Press? I'd imagine quite well, Fish. Yeah, it beats 85% of the Great League. <laughs> Let's hope they never <laughs> give it Flying Press. And uh, here's another one. Uh, Dunsparce. If you give it Mudshot as its fast move, it'll beat 74% of Great League. That I want to see. I want to see that so much! <laughs> <laughs> I want Dunce, Dunsparce meta. Dunsparce meta. Dunsparce meta. Mudshot win. Dunsparce community day. Um, so uh, one other feature that uh, one other page, one other section of the website that I really, really like is the training simulator. And this, I think by far is the cleverest, most amazing feature of the site. It is actually an artificial intelligence battle simulator uh, that you can punch your Pokemon into. When you when you finish building a team on the team builder, uh, you can bring it over to the training simulator and battle against a computer who's actually battling you back. There's different difficulty settings that take into account a lot of different skills as you go up in the difficulty. So for example, on the easiest setting, it'll just, you know, tap, tap, tap until the Pokemon faints and then bring out the next Pokemon and tap, tap, tap. But then as you go higher up in the skill levels, it starts to introduce things like managing its energy a little bit better, switching out strategically, banking charge moves, managing the switch timer. You can adjust that difficulty to whatever you're comfortable practicing against. After the battle, it'll give you a handy little detailed post-battle analysis, which shows you things like how well you used your shields and your energy. And I think it's a great way of just testing out Pokemon that you're thinking of using in your battles without actually having to spend the resources to build them up first. It's kind of a test drive, a try before you buy. One caveat is that I would really recommend doing that on your mobile. It's absolutely kind of built to simulate the Pokemon Go PvP experience. So kind of having it on your computer and kind of, you know, tapping away at the computer screen with your mouse, it's not going to be the same thing. I definitely recommend it on the mobile. We've got three last tips just for using the site in general. A few of the pages generate these really nice shareable links. So if you've done all the adjustments and you've put in the icy wind and you've put in the close combat debuff, then you want to share those results with somebody. There's a really nice shareable link feature that you can copy and paste the link and send it to a friend. There's also on most of the pages, an import-export button, which is really handy. If you've, say, very painstakingly built a team in Team Builder and you want to, say, bring those Pokemon over to the battle section or to the training section and put them in there, you don't want to have to spend the time bringing up all those same Pokemon and giving them the movesets and the IVs that you wanted. You can just click on the import-export button, copy that code, and paste it into, say, the training section, and it brings those Pokemon up straight away. I hope that we've given people who maybe aren't as familiar with PV Poke a reason to go check it out. And maybe even if you use PV Poke every day, I hope that you maybe learn something new or you found a reason to go explore it again. 
And with that, I think that's a show. We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish or myself, you can direct your feedback at mail at gocastpodcast.com or any of the other ways to contact Chris and Kyle that they plug at the end of the show. And with that, let's send you back to Chris and Kyle. All right, thanks so much for that fish and DeFi E. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I usually rely on Kyle to use PP Poke for me uh, because lots of well, I do love organized data. Uh, I, I, you know, it's it's a lot of work, <laughs> so I look forward to Kyle putting in the gear up so I don't have to do the research. Uh, I just have him do it instead. Mm-hmm. Yep, great. All right, so Kyle, yes, you with me? I am. All right, cool. Uh, maybe you can help me out. I need a little bit of help before we're able to get into the next section. We have a password. It's emails and some voicemails, too. In fact, this week we'll do the voicemails first and then we'll get on to the emails. And here's the first one. Hey, hey. Court is now in session. We will now hear the case against Gocast Chris oh, and no. the egregious crime of placing two kilometer eggs into super incubators. <laughs> Before I give my judgment, I would like to let the prosecution know that all the evidence calling Goldcast Chris's mental stability into question, based on the way he eats Kit Kat bars, has been thrown out. It is candy. It goes in your mouth. How it gets there is immaterial. Preach. Now to the crime at hand. I wholeheartedly agree with the prosecution. Putting a two-kilometer egg into a super incubator is a gross waste of resources and shows a person having a shiftless nature. But the court recognizes that there can be mitigating circumstances. For instance, the need to quickly clear out egg space for event eggs or while grinding rocket bosses. These events may excuse someone for doing something as wasteful as placing two kilometer (laughs) eggs in a super incubator. So, in face of these considerations, this court finds Gokas Chris innocent of all charges. He will be placed on two-month probation in the custody of Gokas Kyle to make sure oh, no. he does not abuse these conditions. Court is now adjourned. <laughs> it's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. Now, Kyle, I'd like to direct you to the webcam that we currently have. Set up so we can see each oh, other. Oh, my God. And you'll see uh, three two-kilometer eggs. <laughs> But note, there's a two-kilometer egg in the free incubator as well. So oh did I make you proud this time or no? No, no, that does not make me proud. Look, did I first, my I, just want, I just want to <laughs> clarify. I am all for extenuating circumstances. There are appropriate times where I won't judge somebody for a 2K being in a super incubator. 100%. Just to hatch eggs is not the appropriate circumstances. <laughs> Therefore, I don't think Chris is innocent in any circumstances. Look, I just want to have if it was the week before GoFest or whatever, and he like wasn't going to play for a few days and he had a bunch of 2Ks and he's wanted to hatch them all to be ready. Okay, fine, whatever. Or if like we were having a specific egg event, you wanted to hatch as many as possible. Okay, fine, I get it. But just day to day use, it's unethical. (laughs) It's unethical. Oh my gosh! Listen to this guy. Think about All right. just think about the landfill of incubators that were wasted on two kilometer eggs. <laughs> you're right. Every you're time right. your egg pops out and you just see this this incubator, you're like, oh well, you're garbage now. Meanwhile, <laughs> it still had like thirty kilometers of use left in it, but you're just like, no, 
Save the whalemer. <laughs> Save the whalemer. I make sure that I cut all of those rings that the pop comes in so it doesn't get caught around Tortuga's neck, too. Like, I'm a good guy outside of just this. I swear. I swear. <laughs> Thank you very much for that voicemail. That was phenomenal. This next one is from Tyler. It's your boy, Team Magma Tyler here. And do you think people are overreacting to this referral system? I think they... Th- they think it's going to be super easy to abuse. But I know in other games, the referral system is hard to abuse. I know in League, you had to get to level 30, which would take months to do. And so I'm feeling it's going to be the same way in Pokemon Go, where you have to reach a certain level. I don't think people can make new accounts and just farm the rewards for the referral system. It's going to be a lot tougher than that. What do you guys think about that? Well, I actually haven't seen anyone complaining about the referral system, so that's oh, I have news to me. But I don't go on Twitter, so it's happened within our own community as well. Though there are people that they're not like upset about it; they're just wary about it. They're like, "Oh, this means people are just going to make alts." And oh, I think I Tyler's yeah. Tyler's making the point that it's probably not going to be as easy to abuse as everybody thinks it is going to be. Yeah, and that's also my approach to this question. When we did our red randomizer stream last Wednesday. We were talking about this and DeFi asked, you know, she's like, before I say anything, Chris, what are your thoughts on it? And I said something to the effect of other games do this. So it's not going to be any better or worse than it is in other places that do the same sort of thing. And every other mobile game, really, like we talked about last week, does this. Yeah. So it, if if there is a way for somebody to abuse it, you you can bet your bottom poker coin that that's been put into the equation when they thought about this feature i agree completely i don't expect any significant abuse just because it's so easy to make it not easy to do yeah yeah <laughs> like if it requires you to get to even like level 30 let's say for example for somebody that's a lot of work for an alt just as throwing something out there yeah and we don't even know what the what exactly the premium rewards are across the board no. And so. if it's like, you know, they start their account, you get 10 Pokeballs and a lucky egg. That's not enough for people to to spam new accounts over and over and over again. You know, especially if it's like if they play, they have to pay for like 30 minutes or something like that. Like that's yeah. not a good return on investment. That, that said, a lot of referral systems tend to give the referee the bonuses and then the referrer gets a bonus after the referee has experienced the game. And then the yes. more that they refer, yeah, the more experiences they get. Usually like it caps out at like refer 10 people, get this significant reward type of thing. Yeah. We've both been out of the game for a while now, but the the referral bonus that I used a lot was the refer a friend in World of Warcraft, where yeah. they had basically you got an XP bonus when you played together. But it was supposed to be that, you know, if you were at like a certain well, you could grant levels to a friend if you leveled up together to a certain degree to bring them up to you. Right. And that's great. But it benefits the lower level player more than the higher level player. And then like once they hit like what level 60 or something else like that, then you got like a mount for the yeah. person that re- like yes. referred yes. them. It was something like that. And yeah. so, yeah, just like just like you were saying, definitely the person that is referred has much more benefit until they play they actually play the game. So, again, this has got to have been taken into account when I thought about this. 
Yeah, I will. So, I mean, I would remain skeptical. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, but don't like shout at the heavens. Oh no, people are going to abuse it until we at least see it. Once we see it. And if it's like, get to level 20, you're like, what? (laughs) You know, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But thank you very much for that voicemail, Tyler. Great, great question. Great, great question. And that leads us into the regular emails team email. All right. This first one's from Tish. Hey, Chris and Kyle. Tish here for team emails. As regarding the Pokepole, the one non-meta Pokemon that I have invested resources in is my first ever Shundo, Orchid, the Dunsparce. <laughs> Completely useless, but I love her all the same. And as for the super, super Incubators, I'm on Chris's side. I think the day I used the most Super Incubators was on two kilometers on Roselia Community Day. Oh, I wanted that, that purple-bibbed baby. And the most cost-efficient way to get Incubators was to get the bundle that only included Super Incubators. There you go. I'm glad to say I got her. But with that said, what is your favorite or most unexpected hatch you have had so far? Sending all the shiny luck your way, Tish. First off, congratulations on shiny, shiny Badoo. That's it's, it's a good shiny to get. That is one of the extenuating circumstances. If you have something you really want in the 2Ks on a community today, it hurts, but not judging. We're talking about on day-to-day walks here putting as many 2Ks in as you want. Not an event. That said, while Chris is checking for his favorite or most unexpected hatch, I have two answers. One, I've already talked about on the show in the past. It's it's an easy answer for me. I hatched a shiny Puchenia. Puchiena, sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean everybody? It's mostly Cameron. <laughs> uh, someone might be silent out there. True, but true. I hatched a shiny Puchiena. At dinner of the night of our first GoFest. Mm-hmm. You know, it hadn't been playing very long. All of the events were unwinding. We were checking our phones, waiting for food, and the egg hatched, and it was shiny. And at the time, it was a pretty rare shiny. So that was very exciting. Traded it to my girlfriend, so she has the, the shiny pup. And my most unexpected, though, I hatched a shiny Pichu when I was like coming in for a walk one day, but it was really bright outside. And as I was transitioning inside to outside or whatever, I, I couldn't see my phone. So I didn't realize it was shiny until like later on that day when I was checking Pokemon because shiny Pichu is just Pichu. And so that one's, that one's a fun one to talk about. Uh, mine is not shiny, but it was. I, I so I was just looking through my entire list. I currently have 561 hatched Pokemon in my inventory. Right Jesus, now, um, that I just have on hand, and a lot of my 100%, not a lot, but a fair amount of them are from hatches. But of those, I think my favorite was a 100% Carablast that I've since evolved into Escavalier. Yes, that's right, I remember that. And his name is Maximus, and I love him. And he's up next after Tyson gets the best buddy. And He's I, up next. I want to point out for people who have not been with us for a long time, Chris put over a, over a hundred rare candy into that Escavalier. I did, yeah, because uh, I didn't it was, want to trade it. Well, you got it right when it came out. You got the Carablast like the week Carablast was released. So yes, we didn't even have a chance to catch very many. I was very excited. You know, you know that said, I judged you for that that many hatched. I have two hundred and ninety hatched Pokemon. 
It's because they're usually good quality because they have a they have a high CP floor. Yeah, just high IV floor. For them. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. But anyway, thank you very much for the email there, Tish. Next email is from John. They said, hey there, Chris and Kyle. John here again. I forgot to write in last week, but I'm back again for team email this week. So I have two questions. First question I wanted to ask about is relating to Giovanni and the shadow birds that just came back. I'm not entirely aware of how this works. Are we able to get all three shadow birds or do you have to wait for the specific month they are featured for the one you want? Do you only get one? I haven't battled Giovanni yet because of this. Thought it'd be a good idea to ask since we're still in mid-March at the time of me writing this. But why don't we pause and answer that real quick? There's a very straightforward answer, and it's actually kind of hidden um, in the announcement for the overall March thing. They said that there was going to be a special research for the very first month, and they had assigned each bird to a particular month. So this first one is for this rocket radar, the super rocket radar, in order to to get this one. It's available for this this month. It's Articuno this month, right? I haven't done it. I, I believe I believe it is. And then the other two will be available in the subsequent months. Now, what this means is if you save that rocket radar because you don't want to shed out Articuno, let's say I'm, I don't remember specifically, but it, let's say Shadow Moltres this next month. If you'd rather have Shadow Moltres, you can save it for that. But in the copy, what they said was that there will be a research that's available the first month and then there will be opportunities the next two months. What they didn't say was what those opportunities would manifest as. Are they going to be special research? Uh, but there will be opportunities for you to get all three birds within each month. So don't be afraid to use that super incubator. Don't be afraid to use that super rocket radar this month to get the one bird. You won't miss on the other two. At least it's what they've said. That's my understanding as well. And I, I feel like the copy was very cut and dry about it, even if it lacked the details. Yes, yes. So unless you want two of one of the birds, feel free to use your rocket radar and fight that Giovanni before March is over. That being said, I would be cautious about saving the radar. It hasn't caused an issue in the past, but it could. So uh, I would just grab one of each. You might as oh, well. I, mean, I, I did two you. of Suicune last time it was around because that was when I happened to finish it. So it, it, I didn't have any issues. It took you a lifetime to finish. It took me a lifetime and I'm on my third one now and I'm probably never going to finish it. Oh man. No, I will. It's just, I just have to fight rocket leaders, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, second question, as we're all aware, we only have four types of balls in Pokemon go right now. Pokeball, great ball, ultra ball, and premier ball. Do you think it would be a good idea to implement other balls with their specific benefits in the game? I think it would be a cool idea to just have more ways to customize your Pokemon and catching them in certain Pokeballs that fit them in terms of color. However, there is one ball that I don't really know how it would work if put into the game, the Master Ball. In the main series, it has a 100% chance to catch. I could see that working, but it's not at all too interesting if you ask me. Maybe it's exclusive to legendary Pokemon when finished with a raid. Perhaps you only get one, like in the main series game, from a special research. Maybe it's exclusive to gifts and has a very rare chance of being obtained. Anyways, hope you guys have a great week. Talk to you guys later. See ya. <sighs> well, Chris. Yes? Other Pokeballs in Go. I've got feelings. Okay. Do you got feelings? I have some feelings. It's not strong, but I, I have okay. I can talk about it. All right. Okay. Well, why don't you go first? Why don't you just like salt the earth a little bit and then I'll come in and just. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> First off, I would rather see 
us be able to change what Pokeball the Pokeball Plus uses, then get more Pokeballs <laughs> that we will sometimes use. Sure, sure. We already have inventory issues in the game as it stands. I don't need 650 net balls in my inventory that I don't want to throw out because what if I have a water event that I just want to catch all of the water Pokemon with? Yes, very, very so, true. Well, I love the idea. With the current limit, of inventory space and the amount of catching you actually do if you play the game i don't know how feasible alternate pokeballs are that said i would love the option to like customize pokeballs after they're caught if you want to match the pokeball style to the pokemon true true that'd be great um so you kind of hit on half of one of my responses i would instantly raise the concern about inventory space so here, here's my thing. What do we already have in the game? We have a day and night cycle, which is great. And we have weather, which is fantastic. So there are tons of different type of Pokeballs that, that could work in that scenario. Dusk Ball, for example, for nighttime and things like that. What would be really cool is if there was basically like a Great Ball or an Ultra Ball equivalent that was only available if certain conditions were met, such as weather or time of day and things like that, that didn't take up inventory space and were literally just bonus fodder that you could accrue over time and choose to use or choose to not use to have more for situations where you'd run out of your regular Pokeball inventory, which would be great because any other way would just be, as Kyle mentioned, way, way too messy in inventory. Even if they introduced one additional type of Pokeball, it would probably be too messy. People already have a hard time managing their inventory. Yes, I realize I'm looking into a mirror as I say that. <laughs> now, how much that, inventory you got, Chris? <laughs> um, I, I have. I'm always, always at maximum inventory. It's because I'm carrying around like 500 rare candy right now. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. I have 230, so yeah, I'm not one to talk. So there is one exception to what I just said, and you mentioned it as well, and it is the Master Ball. Master Ball has actually been in the code for a long time, um, and it'd be very interesting to see how they might implement it if they choose to implement it at all in this game in the future. A couple of things that come to mind would be, as also mentioned by John in this email, in a legendary encounter, you could choose to, yes, then that option becomes available. I want to use my one Master Ball that I have or one of the five that I've accrued over time or whatever to then just get on with this and move on with my life. Let's catch this Pokemon. We kind of already have this sort of effect. As long as you hit the Pokemon when it's shiny in a five-star raid, you're going to catch it. Yeah, but that's shiny. I'm just saying this would then make it so that a non-shiny would yeah. behave okay. the same way, which would be kind of neat. It should be difficult to obtain. Or from an avenue of things that require you to play consistently like a seven-day streak or things like that would be great to have a chance to drop a Master Ball. And I don't think you would accrue them so so quickly or in such a volume that they would really be an inventory problem. It would just be like having another evolution item slot. On the idea of the Master Ball, I really like the idea of just when you complete a raid there's a chance that you're rewarded a master ball instead of your stack of premium balls. That would be awesome. So I know, I know there, there's a lot of people who play more casually who have trouble catching legendaries because, because if you don't know how to do it, you end up with like a 3% chance to catch it. So that that's pretty yeah. reasonable that they're not catching it. Yeah. And so I, that'd be pretty great to get to that screen and suddenly it's, it's a master ball instead. So it's like, don't miss. <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. 
So which could which could be a challenge in and of itself, depending on the it would the give rage it use Pokemon. to Nanab berries. It definitely would, now wouldn't it? Oh, what a great conversation! Thank <laughs> you for the email there, John. Appreciate it. This next one is from Everlaster E. Hello, Chris and Kyle. Before I get into it, I'd like to say that I'm a longtime listener, first time emailer. Team email. Team email is just coming out swinging this week. I just want to say that I love the show and never stop doing what you're doing. It's always a highlight of my week. No promises, but that's the plan. Recently, I've been hitting some pretty major personal achievements. Gotten to 52 legendaries, seven best friends, and 128 shinies. Nice. These may not sound super big as achievements, but I've only been playing. But I've only been playing since November. That's, That's enormous. Great. That's that, you great, yeah. cover a lot of ground. Good for you. Yeah. Goals. Get to level 38. I'm level 36 and 7 eighths. I will recommend so many Pokestops for Wayfair. Get two of each Therian form from the Force of Nature trio. Get Meltan. All I need is one Kabuto or Omanite. I'm so excited. I love Meltan. Oh, there's the person. We found we, we found them. <laughs> no. Okay. I have to admit. As much as much smack as we talked about Meltan from the get go, Meltan has grown on me. I hate Meltan. Do you like Melmetal still? I like Melmetal a lot, minus the Meltan for an eye. <laughs> I, I think if it I've, wasn't for that little, like, even if you just cut that bit off, I think Melmetal is yeah. pretty cool. But okay. that, that part right. is very dissonant for me. Yeah, no, it's it definitely has grown on me. I think it's I think it's kind of cute now. So I'm eating my own words here. <laughs> and lastly, I want to get a Pokemon from Egypt. This probably sounds ridiculous, but thanks to the magic of Twitter, I've gone worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. I have Pokemon from France, Brazil, Australia, Europe, China, Japan, and all over the place in America. Seeing as I live in Georgia, this makes me very happy. I just have one question for both of you. What is your favorite shiny Pokemon design? Regards, Everlaster EPS. Don't use super incubators on 2Ks, Chris. Just don't. All right. Everybody can mind their own business now. <sighs> <laughs> this might be worse than the Kit Kat thing. This might be worse this than the Kit Kat thing. This is worse because all of the listeners know everybody who spends money on this game. Just, just they see the $5 bills being held up to the lighter. <laughs> Jokes on you and I have a lighter around, man. <laughs> and who carries cash nowadays? <laughs> uh, okay, so favorite shiny Pokemon design, Kyle. It's a tie for me. Yes. Yes. Are they big? Are they pink? No. Oh. They are not, but that is it is it is close to the top, but it's not okay. the top. Metagross mm. and and Aegislash. <laughs> okay. If, if you haven't seen Aegislash as shiny, it is so cool. Mm-hmm. It turns black and it has like blood red tip on the sword. Like it just stabbed somebody. It's it's great. It's pretty cool. And pretty then cool. it, you can't even argue about Metagross. It just looks fantastic. It looks so much better than its base coloration. Yeah. So much better. Uh, for myself, Kyogre. Shiny Kyogre. Yes. Big pink whale. I love it. Let's do it to it. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for the email. Last emails from Mitch. He said, hello, fellas. I feel the need to apologize for those last two emails. Midterms got me. Okay, I apologize. School comes first. I leave for my spring break camping trip tomorrow. I'm very excited. We're hitting up White Sands and Guadalupe Mountains National Park, after which we will be camping near the 
Sandia Mountains in Jemez Falls. Look, I apologize yeah. if I mispronounced any of those. If there's another saying, I'm I'm terrible at this. <laughs> That's what I would have said. If it makes you feel any better. Is Jemez Falls. I'm super excited. I wonder if my luck will hold up. Definitely bringing the Pokeball Plus along. Oh, lots of shinies to follow. New goals. Clean slate edition. Platinum backpacker. 67 stops to go. Oh, my gosh. Oh, spoiler. Uh, Mitch hit that and posted it in the Discord already. Yeah, I, I would hope so. You can go get yeah. that. Yeah. 20-minute drive. Uh-huh. Catch a Therian form thunderous. One million experience. I will be taking a break from streaming this week. Recap stream next week. Reveal the thousands of camp shinies. <laughs> yeah. Shiny vibes all. Cook's gravy. Excellent. Swear, Mitch, if you don't come back with a list of like 11 shinies, I don't know who you are anymore. Disappointed. Disappointed. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to dig up the old list and see how they compare. Oh, man. So <laughs> long ago now. Yes. Well, good luck on your camping trip, Mitch. That sounds like a really great time. Um, and shiny vibes to you as well, sir. Thanks so much for writing in. And that brings us to the tail end of the show. And uh, I got a lot of things to say real quick here. But one new thing first to start it off. Uh, we, you know, kind of intermittently mentioned the whole reviews thing. If you could, it's a it's a nice, free, easy way to help us out. Um, if you're not interested or not able to take advantage of the Patreon. Uh, so if you could please leave us a review, it would mean the world to us. It's very helpful for us. Um, and we're going to start reading off reviews on the show during this part of the episode so if you'd like to hear your review read on the show we'll start reading off some five-star reviews as they come in if you'd like to email us just like all these fine folks did you can send it to mail at gocastpodcast.com you can also send us a voicemail to the number 262-586-7717 you can go to our website for all things gocast podcast by visiting www.gocastpodcast.com if you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it's at GoCastPodcast. You can help support the show monetarily and join our patron-exclusive Discord for $1 a month. That's the minimum rank. There's also other perks at different tiers, but, you know, hey, Discord access is the big one. That's at the introductory level of $1 a month. At Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash GoCastPodcast. And shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons who help keep the digital lights on. Cyprian, Bo, Daniel, Zekwalker, Andrew, Chad, Robert, Lori, Swartz, Michael, Ozzy, Ted, Jabril, and Tish. Thank you so very, very much for your generous support. We really super duper appreciate it. Now, Kyle. Yep. That leads just one thing left to do. Starts with a G and ends with an O's. That's right. Would you like to go first, sir? Yeah, sure. Okay. So first up, uh, 40 million total experience. That's about approximately 400,000. Okay. I'm going to finish those evolutions because I'm freaking better. Okay. Um, Hatch another 50 eggs. Wow. I'm gonna have to buy more incubators, but I've been hatching. I've been hatching. Okay. And uh evolve a Tynamo all the way to Electros. Just make sure that I actually catch enough of those or raid enough of those, unfortunately. And I think that will be me this week. Okay. I've got 40 million experience, platinum evolution metal, hatch 50 eggs, and evolve a Tynamo all the way. 
And of course, we'll check in for your GBL climb. Yep. Okay. Okay. Excellent. For myself, I want to hit 80 and a half million experience. I'm just going to try to do a million this week. I was thinking about 81, but I realize there's not a whole lot of like events or things to really do this weekend. So I won't be as encouraged to play or motivated. So just a million this week. Rank 10 in GBL just because I'm one rank away and I got to do it. I, I got to hit rank 10. I want to hit 20 this season. So, oh boy, I'm going to hit yeah. Ultra League running. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. And then lastly, I would also like to evolve a Tynamo all the way up. But I want it to be a like a decent one. Yeah, you got to make sure it's meta relevant. Yeah, let me just do that. <laughs> Does Electros have like some PvP use? Is it is it? gonna surprise everybody that'd be that'd be crazy if it if it does um but uh, you know i'm not gonna rule it out i'm sure there's somebody screaming at us going it's so good you don't know i don't believe it it's possible i'm not again i won't rule it out but what i won't rule out is that we have any more show left because it's the end (laughs) so thank you so much for listening all the way through dear listener we'll catch you next week for episode 137 bye-bye bye